today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. We are talking about uh, the Danforth shooting and what happened Sunday night. And as information becomes available, trying to make it available to you. Uh, Mike, uh, sorry, Monica Hooden is a spokesperson for the Ontario Police Watchdog Agency Special Investigations Unit probing the death of the suspect. And here's what she had to say. Police officers located the man on Bowden Avenue and there was an exchange of gunfire between police and the man. The man fled the scene on foot and he was located a very short time later on Danforth Avenue, deceased. He had sustained a gunshot wound. All right, let's bring in Ross McLean, crime specialist, security expert, RossMcLeanSecurity.com. He's with us now. Ross, thanks for the time as always. Greatly appreciated. Yeah, Scott, and I'm, uh, I'm joining you from right here on Danforth Avenue at the... Uh at the part where it started at the top of Logan Avenue. So just getting a sense they've opened the street up, so I want to get a sense of what's here and, and what's going on. Man, that's uh, anybody who's been up the Danforth at all, that's a very busy uh, piece of road. It's amazing that, uh, that there weren't more casualties. Your thoughts on how this all unfolded and the investigation that's going on? Well, I can give you a long answer, sort of a short answer. I'll try and be tight for you on this. Uh, so far, when I look at things, I look for a pattern in what's happening. So, I mean, obviously, we know the facts about the shooting, the shots, what the distance was and what happened, how he died. What I'm interested in about is how this pattern came about, Scott. And so far, it's uh, if you want to say there's 10 red flags that you want to tick off as you go down the list to see if what you had was a terrorist attack, I'd say we're at least somewhere around six of those flags are ticked off. There's four we don't have any answers for for getting them there. When I try and me- measure this up against the pattern for someone who had a psychotic break and was mentally ill or depressed, and what happened here, I, I don't even get to a couple of red flags being ticked off. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't see the match with what is the current narrative that's been put out. So you don't think that uh, this is a mental illness issue? No, I don't. And I don't. Give us mental- some. Of, give us some of those red flags. Well, certainly for when you're looking at uh, a, a sort of a terror attack, what you're looking for particularly as it goes towards, let's say, a jihadi-type Islamist terror attack. You're looking for a male who's first or second generation uh, immigrant from, uh, from that, that area of the world, who is either Muslim or a recent convert. Uh, they have access to weapons. They go to a, uh, a populated area to cause the most damage. They end up dying in the end. Um, there's, there's just a, a series of them uh, like that. He was carrying a satchel, which the police were quite concerned might have explosive devices in it, uh, which matches up. And I'm, I'm understanding we've got no confirmation, which we should have. I think the public should have it from the authorities as to whether or not he was on the watch list. I understand that he was and that he was visited by RCMP and CSIS. That's the very strong indication that I'm getting. And also, so wait a second. Let me stop you there, Ross. So there, there is word that he was on police's radar. Anybody who's who has connections within the intelligence community, who knows credible people, who who talk and cover these things, every one of them is saying that this guy was on the radar and that he had been visited. That's 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 the sense that I'm getting from credible people. Now I can't say that with one thousand percent certainty, yeah, Scott. Yeah. But without without the the, the government and the law enforcement saying, we did not, we'll swear to it, we didn't. Uh, that's all we need from them to put that one to rest. Uh, what, do we know why he was on their radar? Well, the, 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 the deal is that he was involved in supporting and going to jihadist websites. There's also apparently a history of him. Like It's very interesting how this information is coming out and not coming out. 
you know, some of the information is coming out saying, oh, well, he's got no criminal record. Well, saying someone has got no criminal record is entirely different from saying the police have dealt with him numerous times on different issues. And my understanding is the police have dealt with him numerous times on different issues. The fact that it doesn't always end up going to court, resulting in a conviction, or there might be alternate ways of dealing with it. Now, I don't know what his, what his situation is because no one's putting it out. I'm just saying the fact that you say someone doesn't have a criminal record doesn't mean that it's, it's not along the lines of the, uh, the red flags we're talking about. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.